Coming to you live from the most powerful city in the world. Welcome to the Sideline Junkies. Sponsored by Anchor FM. Take it away, fellas. Good evening and welcome to another lovely, lovely midweek edition of the Sideline Junkies. It's me, it's KG, rolling with my main man, Delonte. What's good, sir? What's happening, brother? Ain't nothing, man. Loyal, you know how I go. Yeah. And who, boy? Uh, you know, I, 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 I don't know if you, you're steaming, if you're on fire, if you're cool with it, but I got something coming up in NFL uh, three and out that uh. <laughs> I, I, I want to hear what you got on it, but before we get into that, I, I'm going to hold on to that for a second. We're going to start a small NFL segment just to keep abreast of what's going on because we got, always got a lot of NFL news, whether it's off-season, regular season playoffs or whatever. So first topic that came up was uh, Kareem Hunt signed by the Browns with a one-year deal. Now, granted, he cannot – went directly right back onto the commissioner's exempt list. So he can't participate in OTAs, uh, training camp practices, anything of that sort until the investigation is done. Coming straight to you. What you think? I think, uh, I think, I think that was a very risky call on the part of the Browns. Um, I do think he will see the field at some point this season. Um, however, I think because of the video of him kicking the young lady, or punt her in the face, I think he will see at least an eight-game suspension. Um, so, yeah, I think a one-year deal is appropriate, and I also think that, um, you know, it's it's a it's a risky call on, on the part of the Browns, but, you know, maybe they know something that we don't. Mm-hmm. And that I do agree with. I mean, they, they must know something, but from what general manager John Dorsey is saying – is that he expects a decision within the next two weeks. And what happens, the same thing happened in a, in a Jameis Winston instance, is they talk with the league, and then the league talks with the union. Oh, I'm sorry, the Players Association, which is the union. And they come up with a, a suspension, whether it be three games, five, six, whatever. And he'll serve that out. So he'll be cleared to play in, you know, preseason OTAs, but he'll – the first regular season game of 2019 immediately suspended until that suspended is li- suspension is lifted. And they're expecting maybe three games. Maybe. Wow. But yeah. this is the problem that I have. Mm-hmm. Do you think that that's sending the wrong message? That, I mean, videotape evidence, and I've I, I seen – the short video, the long video, I would have loved to have seen it from different angles, but I seen the Kareem Hunt video with my own two eyes. Um, but is that sending a message that, you know, yeah, and it's not just Kareem Hunt. It's not just Reuben Foster. If you remember a few years ago, we had Greg Hardy. Um. Jeez, I, I can't think of some, anybody else that have – I mean, Ray Rice had a domestic issue and it ended his career. 
But at this present point, is that sending the wrong message that these guys are getting second chances immediately? And another player whom, like BJ said, we're not going to say his name, is not even getting a second chance. He didn't do anything illegal. No, it's, 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 the, it's the system, man. You know, it's the system and how the system is designed. Um, you know, it, it's, it's definitely a lot of more more unfairness than, than fairness in this case, if you ask me. And I agree with you wholeheartedly. I mean, that's that's like saying, you know, uh, just using you for example, and don't don't nobody take this as me putting anything on Delonte because Delonte is a part of the inner circle, and he's a sideline junkie. So of course, to be a sideline junkie, there's certain standards that we all follow. And one thing we always do, we're, we're, we're upstanding husbands, fathers, and men all the way around the board. But just using you as, as an example, if you so having to put your hands on a female, oh, you know, well, Delonte, don't worry about it. You know, slap on the wrist. But you say something voicing your opinion or you do something voicing your opinion. Well, you know, Delonte is no longer a sideline junkie because uh, he talked out of turn and, and, and said something that we didn't agree with. I mean, that's that's kind of sort of what it's, it's saying to me. Yeah, it's, it's I don't know. Again, man, it, it's the system, you know. It's the system. It, it's it's designed to fail people. It's designed to get people, you know, let people slide by. You know, it, it's unfortunate. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So, that's the luck to Kareem Hunt and to the Cleveland Brown franchise. Yeah, because uh, it's a. Well, I'm sure we'll be able to revisit this and somehow, some way we'll get a little bit more clarification and find out what's what. So on to our next topic. Second down. Here we go. <laughs> we shall travel to the Mile High City. Word came out today that Super Bowl MVP Joe Flacco will be traded for a mid-round pick to the Denver Broncos. I'm not going to say anything. Delonte, the floor is yours. Okay, so so here, here's, here's my thing on it. Um, it's some good, of course, it's some bad, but a, a, a lot of us from Broncos country, um, after, well, after speaking to some of my fellow Broncos country uh, men and women, we we feel like Elway basically uh, let go of one quarterback and pretty much got the same quarterback but in a taller version. Yeah, sure, he's had past success, you know, um, Super Bowl winner, Super Bowl MVP. Then he got the big six-year, hundred twenty million dollar contract. Didn't really own up to that, you know, live up to the contract, um, but. You know, he this guy he's thirty four years old. Um he has an arm, you know, he's a big arm. Um got some positive, you know, he he's a big arm, he's a proven winner. Um he can kick Tom Brady's ass. Um but and, and excuse me for my language, but man, it's you know, it's just I don't know. I don't know. Like, um 
you know, when you, you look at the stats and you look at the QBR, you know, you look at the uh, touchdown to interception ratio, you know, it's like Keenum 2.0, except that in a taller version. Um, now, deep down, I have a feeling that Flacco, he, his first year, he might shock some folks. You know, he this might be like a personal prove-it type of ordeal to him. Like, okay, you know, I got outstaged by a rookie in Baltimore. Who, you know, and this rookie, he's better running and throwing, um, you know, which he's been his retired career, uh, college, and one year of uh, pro, pro, you know, pro ball. But I think Flacco, I think he might come up with a vengeance. Like, you know, and they, they, they you know, people doubting me, people, you know, think, that, you know, I'm going to be mediocre. People would think that Elway basically, you know, traded for another Band-Aid. I, you know, I have a strange feeling that he might come out and, you know, we might see, you know, like a, a good, you know, vet, a good vet. I, he won't be top three, but, he, you know, Flacco, he, he has a lot to prove, not only to um, our franchise and our team, but to himself as well. So it should be interesting to see. Um, again, I'm not 100% so. Of course, I'm not 100% so, but I'm not totally against it either. I'm, I'm optimistic. You know, that's the word I'm going to go with. Optimistic on, you know, how this is going to work. But I, I think he, he will give it a hell of a try because, you know, the, the, all eyes are definitely on him. You know, he went from the Super Bowl winner to – you know, outstaged by a rookie who is better running and throwing. So we shall see. We shall see how he uh, produces in the mile high. Well, I'm going to say this. Now, <laughs> last season y'all signed Case Keenum to a two-year $36 million contract that included a $6 million bonus, $25 million of it guaranteed. Okay? Now, last season y'all paid him a base salary of Eight million. He got a bonus of uh. He got half his bonus last year, three hundred million. I mean, three hundred million. Geez, I hope he didn't get a three hundred million dollar bonus. But uh, three million. Uh, he got a roster bonus of four million. His cap hit was fifteen million. Now they're talking about shopping Case Keenum in the off season to you know pretty much make Arizona. room. But Arizona got Josh Rosen. You just yeah. and, and and they're talking about drafting another daggone quarterback first. Oh my god! Let's uh, not start. Yes, they're talking about drafting probably Kyler Murray first, but they're talking about you know drafting a quarterback first. And you just drafted a quarterback with your first round pick last year. So, I, but whoever picks up or gets a hold of Case Keenum, um. Salary for 2019, eight, $18 million for the uh, for the base. Uh, the other half of the $6 million signing bonus is $3 million. Uh, he's going to be a $21 million cap hit, but uh, $10 million in dead cap that's going to affect the Broncos. And po- it'll possibly be 13 because he's going to have to pay. The Broncos are going to have to pay uh, that signing bonus. Oh, yeah. Now – as far as Flacco, now Flacco signed uh, 2013 after they won the Super Bowl. He signed, uh, what was that, a $120 million contract? Wait, I just had it pulled up. Let me go back down to the bottom of this page here. 
uh, Flacco, March 4th, 2013. Flacco signed a six-year, $120.6 million contract. March 2nd, 2016, he signed a three-year extension worth $66 million. Okay? So right now, as of now, Joe Flacco is slated to make $18 million, $18.5 million from, you know, once he gets traded to the Broncos, the Broncos will pay him $18.5 million next year. 2020, $20 million. 2021, $24 million. But the Ravens will be on the hook for a $16 million signing bonus for 2019. So y- y'all getting a little relief, but the Ravens are, are going to be paying just as much for a player that doesn't even play with them. Oh, yeah. And I was looking at Joe Flacco's stats. Now, anybody that knows me knows I, I was – Always, I, I think I'm still a Joe Flacco guy because I know he has it in him. But I used to, 2011, I was telling everybody, hey, Joe Flacco's elite. Stop sleeping on Joe Flacco. Flacco's elite. Now, I kind of, my voice shakes when I say that now. It honestly does. My voice shakes because I don't, I don't even believe the hype that Flacco's elite. Now, he only played nine games last year. Four and five record as a starter. Uh, 61% completion percentage, uh, 2,400 yards, 2,465 to be exact, 12 touchdowns, six interceptions. Okay. But mm-hmm. now, you know, for a fact, the type of player that you're getting in Joe Flacco, you're getting a guy that has won double digit games almost every season he's played. So you know he can produce double digits. You know he can. He knows how to play in the in, in the playoffs. So that's not a problem. Right. But also, what you're getting is, <laughs> dare I say it? I mean, this guy had a rookie campaign. He was eleven and five as a rookie. Almost went to the Super Bowl then. Uh, fourteen touchdowns, twelve interceptions, and he threw for twenty nine hundred yards. Okay, he got better as the years went on, especially up until the Super Bowl season. Even in 2013, they were 8-8, eight and eight, but he threw for 3,900 yards, but he had 22 picks. But after that, Flacco's going to, you know, he's going to throw 12, 13 picks in a season, but he's going to throw at least 25 to 26 touchdowns. His career high is 27. And he, he hangs around that area when he plays all 16 games. He hangs around... 25 26. So you, you're getting a good player. I'll say that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But For I'm. How long? Right. I, I give him three years. Because when his contract mm-hmm. is up, he's going to be 37. When his current contract is up, if he plays to the end up, he'll be 37. Flacco's 33 right now, going on 34. So. And he, he well not going on. Th- well, he's thirty four. I'm sorry, he is thirty four. Birthday was January sixteenth. He's thirty four. So, I don't know how that's gonna flesh out for you guys. But who would you rather have in the driver's seat? Would you rather have Flacco or would you rather have Case Keenum? Uh, well, 
um, read a report early, and, and it, it'll definitely be Flacco. I mean, if I had to choose, I would go with Flacco. Um, proven winner. You know, Keenum, you know, all, in a lot gutsy player. But I got to go with, um, you know, proven winning. And, you know, with us missing the playoffs the last three years, you know, I, I – I miss that winning feeling, so I I would definitely have to go with uh, Flacco. Well, I agree with you, and I mean I, I flirted with it for a little bit. Flacco coming down two ninety five and coming to DC, but with that contract, the Redskins, you know, not knowing how it was going to hash out money wise with Alex Smith, you know, we wouldn't have had the money to pay Flacco. So, hey. A happy trails to Joe Flacco. You may be leaving the East Coast, but you're going to play for a legend in John Elway. So maybe sitting down talking to him, you could pick up a few things and never know. Might deliver another Super Bowl to y'all, Delonte. Yeah, I, I hope so. You know, he, you know, vet, vet status. So I hope. Yes, indeed. And uh, and and, and a little tidbit regarding Flacco's contract with us. His, his deal will not be reworked, which means um, – let me go back in my notes. Um, this coming season, he'll make $18.5 million, 20.25 million the following season, and then he'll make 24.25 because he has three years left on his deal. Um, at, well, he, he signed a $66.4 million extension in 2016. So that contract will stand, um, but it's non-guaranteed. So he better, uh, you know, he he better better get the winning. Exactly. You know, better get the winning, sir. You know, um, you know, you you are the 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 author of the Mile High Miracle in 2012. Um, you know, you better get the winning. Or you, you, you and your family will be eating McDonald's for years to come. <laughs> Spoken straight from Bronco Nation. Yes, sir. Oh, Broncos country. My bad. They, oh, I'm sorry, Broncos hate. country. Yeah, the the um the the powers that be they hate Broncos Nation. They it was actually a big debate about debacle about it on Twitter. So it's Broncos country. I'm Broncos cool either country. one, but yeah, we we'll go with Broncos country. Okay. Now we're going to head over and back to our coast and the East Coast and Pittsburgh Steelers. I wish we could have got our two resident Pittsburgh Steelers fans on for this one. But Antonio yeah. Brown put on Twitter that he is leaving. He's saying goodbye to the Pittsburgh area, Pittsburgh Steelers. So I, I, I decided to ask a question. Now, mm-hmm. before I ask this question, um. Antonio Brown, February 2017, two years ago, later on this month, he signed a four-year, $68 million contract extension. Where in the world could A.B. go and be A.B.? Oh, that's easy. San Francisco. San Francisco is about to become the new melting pot for veterans. Um, but San Francisco, they, they'll mess around build a, a a pretty good. I don't, I'm gonna stop short and calling him a contender, but I'm gonna say a pretty good team. Um, 
have George Kittle, which is, he he might be the best tight end in the, in the game today. Um, their quarterback situation looks promising. Uh, their defense ugh, uh, is shaky at best, but a um, couple tweaks here and there, and, and they can make some noise. But um, I think if AB, if he can go to a team like San Francisco, oh, it, it, it's, it's going to be uh, – it's gonna be serious because um, Jimmy G will be back, right? Will he be injured? I mean, you know, will he be healthy for a whole season? That's another uh, podcast. But um, <laughs> you know, and, and you know, there's no slight to all our um, San, you know, listeners from the San Francisco, Oakland, from the Bay Area. Um, but you know, I'm telling the truth. Uh, but yeah, I think if AB, if he can, if he actually gets traded. You know, you got to look at Pittsburgh and ask, what's the problem? First, Bell, now Brown. And then, um, pick then, you know, he's contemplating retirement. Is it the coach? Is it Coach well, Tomlin? That's the problem. I, I, I had a discussion with a few people earlier today, and I told them one thing that's not going to happen. The Pittsburgh Steelers are not going to get rid of their coach because of one unhappy player. No. In their entire existence, they've had four coaches total, but it's only three. And the three you know is Chuck Noll, uh, Bill Cowher, Mike Tomlin. Those are three you know. Right. Now, before those three, it's like the Pittsburgh Steelers didn't exist, but they were just so bad of a team that they did exist, but they were just that bad. But they're not going to get rid of a coach because A.B.'s not happy, because Big Ben's not happy. Big Ben... Think about this. Look at what San Antonio Holmes did for the organization. Mike Wallace. Uh, same thing happened with Plexico Burrs. All three of those guys, receivers, and I'm missing somebody, um, 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 Emmanuel Sanders. Four of those guys came in. They played really well. When it was time for them, to, they spoke up or they said something that they didn't like. Immediately, oh, you want to leave? All right, get up on up, get on up out of here. And they let him go and go, be with you. Go, go where you're gonna go because there's always somebody behind you to take your spot. But as far as AB, I'm thinking, and everybody says San Francisco. Uh, I listened to the show, Mr. Kevin M. He told me early, he said, Man, why not? Uh, no, we were talking about Nick Foles, but. I'm thinking about it. If Deshaun Jackson leaves Tampa Bay, why not go to Tampa Bay? Yeah, damn. Wow. I didn't even think about Tampa Bay. And then Tampa Bay, Jameis Winston's a free agent because they're not going to re-sign him. You can't put all your faith in Fitz Magic because you don't know yeah. if he's going to be up or down, but he's going to give you his all, but you don't know yeah. which which one you're going to get. Yeah, he's so, Case Keenum, in my opinion. Yeah. Sorry. You, now, you know how to how to uh, fix that. You send the first and the second round pick to the Eagles. Get Nick Foles on that on that one year deal, and you get him down there, and you get him signed to an extension, and you make Nick Foles your quarterback. And then, instead of letting uh, Deshaun Jackson walk out the door, you tell D. Jax, "Hey, play the slot with AB. AB on the outside, Mike Evans on the other side." Um, hold on, give me a second. I I I, I, I remember their uh their tight ends name, but uh. D-Jax in the middle. 
then when the draft roll around, free agency roll around, you make that defense stronger, you strengthen up that offensive line. And guess what? You got yourself. You were already a contender. They showed that they could play. But now you looking pretty daggone good when it comes down to <clears throat> putting points on the board because this, it's this offense with Fitz Magic was explosive. What do you think they would be with Nick Foles and A.B.? Uh, contenders. <laughs> you would think that when when you talk about who's coming out of the South, you wouldn't be calling Carolina because Carolina lost what nine straight games at the end of the season. Yeah, no, nah, and, and 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 I think, but they do have a bright spot. Uh, the kid McCaffrey, man. Yeah, they do. They they do. And then also, but Tampa Bay is just. I'm 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 looking at Tampa Bay. You got a new uh, coach, new coordinators. Everything's new. So you start going after these guys, going after the guys that you need, the guys you want. Tampa Bay is attractive right now. It really is, and I I, I think Tampa Bay would be the spot that uh AB lands in. And you know what? James uh James Winston, they still have him on the uh the roster, but I know his his uh rookie contract is up. But Fitzpatrick is an unrestricted free agent. Yeah. Uh who tight end? Um Cameron Brake and OJ Howard, those were the two big tight ends. OJ Howard was the was the the, the, the monster. <clears throat> then you got Sean Wilson. Ronald Jones, that's the two running backs that was in. Jaquiz Rogers, that was the other one. He's a free agent, so he needs to be re-signed. Uh, Peyton Bob is the other running back that they had. They, those guys need to be re-signed and brought back. And then what you do, you bolster that line, that defensive line. I mean, you got Vita V, who was hurt last year. You got Gerald McCoy, um, Carl Nassib. JPP, you got guys on that line. You 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 make the line stronger with a rotation, make the secondary stronger, make the linebacker stronger, and you build your um you build your your your, your offensive line. And I'm telling you, it's no way in the world anybody's gonna beat those guys. No, no way. I, I think and but a dominating defense is gonna put you ahead of everybody else. But then when you got a, a, a lights-out offense, and I forgot about on Chris Godwin. Jeez. Yeah, A.B. goes down to Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay trades, get Nick Foles. That's where he needs to go. Yeah. I, I don't even have to pick no place else. Don't, done. That's it. Yeah, a, a contender. It'll be either them or the Saints coming out the South. Yeah, indeed. Well, that's our NFL three and out. Time to send a punt team out and pay some bills. So, Delonte, let's go ahead and take a break. We come back with a little NBA. So, keep listening. We'll be right back. And right back like we never left. Ah, Let's jump into a little NBA there. I got a couple questions with the All-Star Weekend looming for you, Mr. Delonte. Yes, sir. James Harden and 
Russell Westbrook are tearing up this league. Are they on your short list of MVP candidates? Uh, <clears throat> if it's a thing, I would say that they're, they're uh, co-MVPs. It's been co-rookie of the year. So yeah. I don't see why it can't be a co-MVP. The Brodies, you know, Westbrook and, uh, and Harden. Yeah. Now Harden, man, good God. He's averaging 36 points. I'm sorry, 36.5 points per game right now. Shooting 44% from the field, 37 from behind the arc. He's getting six rebounds, 7.8 assists, 2.2 steals. Those are, are, are numbers. I mean, geez. And he got a string for 30 point games. I'm oh, man. If James Harden can keep up this level of play through the playoffs, I think uh, if the Lakers make the playoffs, but definitely the Warriors going to have a problem. Yeah, they'll definitely have a problem. <clears throat> as far as LA go, I don't see it this year. I see them. I see them maybe finishing forty-one and forty-one. Um, new coast. I don't know. It's just no excuses, but I don't see LA, LA making it this year. But I think Houston, they should be able to. Um, they got super close last year. They were a quarter away from the uh, dethroning Golden State. I say they get the job done this season. They might have to add a, um, another defensive presence, though. However, I I, I agree with that because uh, Clint Capella is still out, correct? Yep. And then looking at Russell Westbrook, I mean Russell Westbrook. I don't now. I'm a basketball purist, so when I think of um, triple doubles. I think of Magic Johnson triple doubles. You know, I don't take anything away from Russ, but the whole telling your big man, "Hey, look, the ball come off the rim, don't rebound it. I got it." Nah, right. you you go in there and get that yourself. Right. But Russell's stat line for this season: uh, twenty-one point two points per game. He's shooting forty-one percent from field, you know, field goal range, but he's shooting twenty-four percent from behind the arc. Eleven rebounds, eleven assists, uh, two steals a game. I mean, not bad numbers. He's averaging a triple double right now, which is hard in itself. So I just—it's the way he gets the triple doubles, and I love to see him get more genuine triple doubles. And when I yeah. say that, I'm not taking anything away from what he's doing. Mm-hmm. But I shouldn't be able to tell my big man not to rebound. That's what you're there for. You're seven feet tall, and you only got three rebounds. But I got 11. Right. <laughs> I got a problem with that. Oh, yeah. But. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like, um, I don't know, like your, your stat. I don't know to say stat cheating, but, yeah, like you, you out for self. Y'all for Dolo. Yeah. Y'all let a, a big man be a big man. Most definitely. That's, I mean, that's the exact same way I feel. 
I mean, I, I, I want my big man to rebound, and especially a big man that can rebound and start to break with an outlet pass. Right. And then next thing you know, I got it on the break, and I'm getting my assist right there. But when it's a long rebound, I got that long rebound, and I'm gone. You know, things like that. That's what I'm used to, but the game is so different now, and I can't take nothing away from Russ. I can't take nothing away from Harden and that travel because I'll jump on him, too, to make it fair. That step back is a travel. Oh, yeah. It's it's deadly, but it's a travel. So I, I, I will say that. But I, I think, and but you know, not to jump too far ahead. But if we were to pick awards at the end of the season, I think in that running it'll be Russell Westbrook, Paul George. Who Professor Lucky told me, "Hey, check out Paul George. You, you sleeping on my? I, I got you." Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Professor Lucky, but. PG is definitely killing. Yeah, because he gave me the business about sleeping on Paul George. And I was like, all right, all right, all right I got you, I got you, I got you. Uh, Russell Westbrook, Paul George, um, James Harden. And then from the East, I mean, you look at the East, and the East is so wide open right now. Yeah. But I think Joel and B should be, you know, he should definitely be in, a, in an MVP talk because this man's averaging 28 and some change. And he's averaging yeah, a double-double, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, some big change. Yeah. yeah. So he's killing it right now. And my man, Giannis Antetokounmpo. And I got his name right, thanks to my son. Thank you, Dario. Mm-hmm. We, we went over that before we started the show. We went over that about seven or eight times trying to get his name right because I say I know it, but I always whenever I get on A, I can never pronounce it. I pronounced it right. But the Greek freak, Giannis, he's got to be in MVP talks because not only is he carrying a team, he is carrying the city of Milwaukee, the state of Wisconsin, on his back. 27 points, 58% field goal shooter, only 22% from behind the three-point line, 12 Mm. rebounds, five assists, Um, close to six. He's averaging 5.9 assists. Now, mind you, he's 6'11". He's nothing but 24 years old. I think this Mm. is the only guy that can rival Kevin Durant as far as ball handling, shooting, height-wise, Overall scoring, because Kevin Durant, I mean, he'll put you on a block. He'll face you up. He'll even shoot it from long range and knock them all down. Yeah, yeah, he will. Giannis is the only other guy that can do that at that size. Because let, let's be real. Kevin Durant is actually seven foot one, seven foot two. He's listed at, what, 6'9", six, 6'10"? Six, we know he's bigger than that. And I'm, I mm-hmm. wouldn't be surprised if, if Giannis is bigger than that. But this guy has came on, and every year he gets better and better and better and better and better. I don't want to call him – I don't want to saddle him and say he's the best in the league. Now that oh, I'm, no. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to say that just yet. I don't want to be premature. But 
looking at him, the East is wide open. LeBron's gone out West. Is Giannis the new king of the East? Mm, mm. I would have to say yeah. I would have to say yes. Speed, physical presence, you know, basketball IQ. Mm. I would have to say yes. I mean, you know, the East still got Kawhi. They still got Kyrie. Um, still got, uh, what's my man, uh, Walker from uh, Charlotte. Um, yeah, Kimball. Stead, um and being and and um and Simmons from Philly, um, the East they 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 got some some dogs, but Giannis is is, is the top dog. And you know what? I, I I look at his stats, and I you know, I hate it now that you got to buy the NBA league package, the uh, you know, the NBA TV package to see all the games. Remember, it used to be you could catch. Everybody, like, I, I could watch the Bulls on WGN. Of course, we could watch the Wizards. But I could watch Milwaukee in the middle of the week, you know, on – if I got a cable or satellite, I could watch, you know, a channel and watch Milwaukee games. I could pick up their local channels and stuff like that. I hated that you can't pick up those local channels anymore. Like, you can't even pick up the radio stations no more. I used to be able to pick up the Chicago radio station if I set the radio just right. Mm-hmm. Turned the antenna a little bit, and I got every Chicago Bulls game on the radio from the Chicago radio station. Wow. Now, mind you, that was the, the, the mid and late 90s, and things have changed. But still, I never missed a Bulls game because of that. So any game that I couldn't watch, I could always listen to. True. So, and I, I will say this. Listening to sports on the radio, whether it be football, basketball, hockey, it doesn't matter. Uh, maybe I think baseball might be exempt because baseball is more exciting when you watch it on TV and when you're there in person. It's way more exciting than listening to it on the radio. But every other sport you listen to on the radio, you kind of sort of – they got to paint a picture. If you got good announcers that can paint a picture, man, it takes you somewhere else. And it's just, it's just beautiful, period, just to hear somebody put – What's going on in the words? So if you've never done that before, I suggest anybody under the sound of our voices, listen to a game on the radio with good announcers. I swear you'll love it. But I got to, I I, got to give him top dog in, in the East. I mean, I'm not taking nothing away from Joel Embiid. Because, I mean, Joel Embiid, look at how his game has evolved. He went from the off-injured big man to this animal. Like, then he started shooting threes and knocking them down. I'm like, okay, this is not fair. Joel Embiid, seven feet tall, and he'll put you on the block, put you in the spin cycle, bang on you. But then he can step back and shoot a three, and he can shoot a mid-range already. That's not fair. That's that's, that's talent. Hours of work in the gym, man. Yeah. And lastly, speaking of the Sixers. Now, this is where the whole Paul George thing came up with uh, Professor Lucky. I was telling Mm -hmm. him, I said, 
the Sixers, when they traded for Tobias Harris, I believe in my heart of hearts that they, not the Celtics, who are, I think, currently fifth now um, in the East, but the Sixers are the most dangerous team in the East. The reason why I say that, when they traded and got Tobias Harris, they're the only team in the league with a starting five that's averaging 17-plus points. But not only that, you got guys coming off the bench that can still bowl. So they're going to kill you with the starting five, and they're going to kill you with the reserves. And yeah, they, they got they got a little of everything, too. Yeah. And I was yeah. telling the professor, now I'll tell you the same thing. I'll tell everybody that's listening the same thing. Stop sleeping on Tobias Harris. Oh, no, I never slept on the on, uh, on the Harris kid, never. And my thing about him, and I, I, I got to pull it up for the professor and let him know, but Tobias Harris, uh, before he was traded away from, jeez, uh, uh, Detroit, this is a couple years, year before last, he was averaging 25 and some change. And he was putting up numbers in Detroit. And I told him, I said, Tobias Harris can score. He said, I don't know about that. I don't, I don't know about 25. I said, no, nah, he was putting up 25 before he got traded to the Clippers. That's why the Clippers wanted him. Then he went out there and had a monster game the first game he played. Mm-hmm. Now, right now, he's averaging 20.7. Seven rebounds and 2.8 assists. I mean, Tobias Harris is cash money. Oh, definitely. And I'll, I'll tell anybody, don't don't think because a player gets traded time after time after time that they can't bowl. You got to have somewhere where you can plant your feet, sprout wings, and actually flourish. Victor Oladipo was traded how many times before he got to Indiana? And once he planted his feet, he spread his wings. Instead of you seeing flashes, you saw the consistency. So don't tell me it's not possible. I'm not saying that's the case for every guy that's, that turns into a journeyman. But right. if you wind up being Chris Gatlin, Chris Gatlin could actually play. That's why he was traded so many times. He stayed in the league for as long as he did after being traded 15, 16 times in the career. But he stayed in the league for a reason like that. But some guys, once they get a home, they're absolute animals, man. And I think Tobias Harris, if he stays in Philly, after it well, I mean, this summer he'll be a free agent if he doesn't resign. So he stays in Philly, and they keep their team together with Jimmy Buckets, uh, JJ Reddick, and B Simmons. Man, they they keep it together, keep that five together at least, and just start putting pieces around them. You are gonna see a difference about hers because he fit in with them very daggone well. So, uh, I guess we'll take our final break, come back and wrap it up. That's you got something else you want to get into there, brother? Nah, man. I think every you know we, we you know just about co- covered everything, man. All right. So let's take one more break. We're gonna wrap it up and come back. One more again. We right back. Uh. Little preview for the next show. Hopefully, we can get it done by Thursday or Friday since this is All Star Weekend. 
I want to take a page out of the WrestleManiacs, which is heard right here every Saturday night, sponsored by Anchor FM. I wanted to go down everybody that's participating in um, All-Star Weekend from the Skills Challenge, three-point shootout dunk. And I wanted to get your favorites. Who you think going to win those? All right. Um... Oh, go ahead. I'm ready. Well, no, I mean, we're going to wait, wait for next show for that. That's one, I'm, I'm going to give you a chance to okay. get ready. No, nah, that's next show. I'll get you ready with okay, that. Okay, yeah. And then, yeah, but then to add to that, since it's the, mid, it's the middle of the season, uh, we'll do mid-season awards. Like, you know, we'll do MVP and Rookie of the Year and possibly a, a Coach of the Year. We'll do three awards. MV, mid-season MVP, mid-season Rookie of the Year, which should be easy. Um, and mid-season coach of the year. We'll go from there, and we'll just do those three our next show just to knock those out, see what, you know, if it stays the same at the end of the the, the, the season. That'll work. All right. That'll definitely work. Okay. So, jeez. Uh, For all the fellas that are on special assignment, um, Big Jim – I know he getting the, uh, the Winnebago gassed up and serviced because training camp's coming and we're going to have to travel all the way around this country. So we need a a good, good, good smooth ride with that Winnebago because uh, yes, you never know. Some kickers might get cut again this year. I might have to go try out. Yeah, man. So, and, you know, if I, got, if I go try out, you know what got to happen. I got to take the whole team with me. I got to take my agents, <laughs> my trainers, everybody. So, yeah, man. Uh, geez, uh, Junie on special assignment, BJ on special assignment, Allen, you know, Donna be here Saturday. So, hey, hope y'all enjoy. Thank you for letting us into your workout, your job, whatever you listen to us at home. We appreciate it. And that's all our time. Till the next time. You got some final words for him there, Delonte? Nah, you know, just, just want to express, you know, thanks as well to all the listeners and, you know, to those who, you know, you know that's not listening, tell them, tell them to listen, you know. But we bring that real, we bring that, that raw. That's what the sideline junkies do. And, you know, as always, I say this every time, and you know, I mean it every time. I say thank you to you, sir. Thank you. Thank y'all, man. You come in here, you let me babble on and run them up. <laughs> That's all good, man. Ah, man. All right. Let's let these good people go. Enjoy the rest of the night. We'll catch up with y'all in the next day or two. Junkies out. All right, peace. This has been another Sideline Junkies production, sponsored by Anchor FM. For any questions, comments, or even if you have a show idea, you can always email the fellas, sidelinejunkies247 at gmail.com. Junkies out.